And I'm pleased to say, Andy, we are joined by Steve McLaren, the man... I, I described you earlier, Steve, as the architect of that great day 20 years ago, but I suppose there was an awful lot of people, whether it's players, staff, backroom people, uh, that contributed to, to what happened on this day 20 years ago. Is that right? Oh, without a doubt. Uh, from the first day I joined Borough, it was... Um, the most important thing I did was bring my own staff in. And Steve allowed me to bring four or five in, uh, Bill Bezick, Paul Barron, Steve Harrison, and um, and Steve Round. And they were integral in, in what we achieved in the, in the five years. We were very close. Um, there were difficult times at the beginning. Andy, you'll remember that. Yeah. Um, and we had a lot to sort out. A lot of good young players, a lot of older players who we had to let go. And we as a staff stuck together very well and, and kept going through. And then obviously behind that, there's other staff, um, you know, but that day in Cardiff 20 years ago to the day was, was purely for for Steve Gibson, um, for one, giving me the opportunity um, and allowing me to, uh, to manage Middlesbrough. And then obviously to... Uh, to provide all the backing in which um, we built a team in that three years to win a trophy which had eluded him and Middlesbrough and finally we got it. Steve, you talked there about um, about the staff that you were able to bring in and I'll call them the unsung heroes because obviously the, the, the players who started that day were, were phenomenal, you know what I mean? You, the, the tactics, everything that you, that, that you and the staff picked that day was phenomenal but how important was it that um, that those guys don't get forgotten, um, the impact that they made for that day and the season as, as, as well? No, they're, they're the most important. I think it was, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about that and when and people do and, and, you know, you never achieve on your own, as you know. You're in coaching, managing now. You know that and you're only as good as the people around you and the, and, and the staff. And it's all about people. That's what I've learned in, uh, in, in you know, over... 40, 50 years of football. It's all about people, uh, the characters, um, the blending. And it's, it's not always getting the best people. It's the, it's the people that fit, and you'll find that in a football team. And uh, we had that in the staff from day one, and um, we built it in, in the playing staff over a matter of three years, got over the hurdle, winning something, and continued for the next two years. But... It wasn't just that. It, everybody had to be aligned all the way from the top to the bottom. From the first day, Steve Gibson um, was magnificent in, in backing us um, many, many times during that five years. You know, um, I was in trouble and he could have easily let me go, um, but stuck by myself and the staff and, um, and got the rewards. Talking about the, 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 the cup final itself as an as a isolation, Steve, I, how surprised were you, the euphoria and the ecstasy afterwards? You know, obviously it's a club who's been starved of any success. You know, what I mean, as a as a fan, I've grew up as a Middlesbrough fan all my life. I was lucky enough to play for the club. Mm. I'm, I was there as a fan to watch you in the Millennium Stadium. I'm still a supporter now, and we we're still starved. How how shocked were you? Um, how happy the supporters were with the with the size of the victory, and, and obviously remembering it still 20, 20 years later. Yeah, it's um, you, you know, yeah. Obviously, it's it's one of the first things when I met Steve was, uh, you know, many things, but, you know, he laid down his vision. Um, he wanted to stay in the Premier League. He wanted to um, win a trophy. He wanted to get into Europe. But the most important thing 
um, he wanted to build the academy and he wanted to build the academy and give young kids a chance because of the community. And I always remember, and, and, and the first thing he said was, I want my players to go into the schools and youth clubs and I want them to go into the community. And as you know, as a player, they don't really like that. No. Um, don't go in the afternoon. They want to go somewhere else and rest. But that was one criteria that he insisted on that we get out into the community. And that was, for me, how I, I grew closer to the club. And I suppose the players, you know, you're from Middlesbrough, so you get that anyway. But we had a lot of foreign players yeah. coming in. And, and to get that, that bond, that gelling together of what Middlesbrough Football Club is all about, you have to get out in the community. And he forced that. And therefore, that's why I think that bond. And then everything was it just happened in, in one day in Cardiff. Um, and I always remember, um, yeah, getting to, to the cup final was great. But going through Cardiff on the way to the game, uh, uh, the supporters getting into the stadium, magnificent stadium, the support that we got. And uh, it was, it, it, yeah, I always remember after, it was great winning. We got over the hurdle and we just wanted, one, to, uh, to make sure that Steve got doused with champagne from the players. And he did. He came onto <laughs> the pitch and he did. And, and second was to see the faces of the supporters. Mm. Um, it was, yeah. It was, it, it was. An, I still remember it as if it was yesterday. Some of the, the, the supporters uh, going around, tears in their eyes, crying, and um, and then the next, I think, day or a couple of days or a week later, we had the um, the bus ride around the town. Um, you know, it, it didn't think we'd fill the uh, the town, but everybody came out. Everybody it was fantastic. And those are the things, Steve, aren't they, that, 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 that live in your, in your memory, you know, and we spoke there about, um, I think sometimes as a player, um, especially as a coach, as a manager, that you, you have these big moments in your careers and you, you probably don't celebrate them as much because you, you focus on the next, or you, you know what I mean? It's only when you're probably 20 years down the line you, you think, I wish I'd have enjoyed that a little bit more, I wish I'd have probably took that in a little bit more, and when the adrenaline all calms down and you take a little bit of a step back, that you probably we should have enjoyed those little moments because they don't come around as often as probably you'd like to or they, or they probably should come around because football's a, a ruthless business. Absolutely. Um, I always remember, you know, I was fortunate enough to to, uh, to work at Manchester United before I went to the Borough and, um, and winning trophies. And I always remember the experience of the staff there. They said, Steve, take everything in. Yeah. Enjoy it. Because it, the days did flash by when you get into a cup final or you win a league it just flashes by and I just made sure from then on I did it at Manchester United I've done it ever since I've really made sure and I've really emphasised to the staff especially really slow down don't rush um, celebrate but don't over celebrate because you forget it and the one thing is to remember the faces in the dressing room the faces in the stand uh, just little moments that will stick with you, well, for a lifetime. And uh, that was one of them days that I always remember. I made sure that we did. I just sat in a corner, looked at the players, singing, dancing, champagne everywhere. And that's, you will know it as a, as a leader of a group of people. 
especially a football team, that's the pleasure that you get. You're seeing the players winning, smiling, enjoying everything and uh, and achieving something which community, uh, Steve Gibson, uh, the supporters, uh, the players, the staff, all deserved. You speak there, Steve, about, about the community, about the area, um, about the football club. I remember, I think, I'm sure it was Fulham. We played Fulham away, didn't we? And I'm sure yeah. that every single player in that starting level, if not the subs as well, was all a homegrown player who played for the academy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a great day. I mean, we were, it's the we first and only time it's happened, time it's happened where there were 11 yeah. players on the field at that time that were all homegrown academy players in yeah. the Premier League. And, and listen, so how, how important then was, was that to, to do, that decision to do it? Um, and because, listen, it, it, it inspires, doesn't it? You know what I mean? All the young players. Middlesbrough have had a great heritage in terms of bringing players through. Even to this day, we've still got the Dale Fries of this world, the Josh Corburn, the Hayden Hackneys. Yeah. Um, we've got younger players coming through. Um, so yeah. it's, it's, it's still happening now, you know what I mean? Probably not the levels that, that they did when I played and obviously when, when you brought all those, all those boys through. Um, but it's, it's, it just inspires and, and gives people the, the dream to hang on to. I think, the, the, I always remember, i never forget the first day of training. Uh, we split. We had, I think, about 30 pros, way too many, way too many senior pros. And um, I said to Dave Barnaby, you know, get the academy boys in with us as well. And we had 15 of them. So we had 45 players, split them into three groups. Um, Harry take one, uh, Roundy take the other, and I'll take the other. So 15 each. Uh, and we moved around, worked with them for about half an hour each, worked them around to get used to working with all the players. And I remember coming in at the end of, of that training session, we all sat down and uh, we're looking a bit worried. And um, I said, don't you worry. I said, uh, uh, it's going to be tough to start. It's going to be really tough. But the future is bright. Because there were, ju honestly, a training session, it, it was a possession session, you'll know it. And, and there was so, so much better than the senior pros <laughs> keeping the ball. And playing football and the endeavour, the attitude, uh, the, the the aggression. I, th I, I just said, is it, the future is bright because quite a few of these kids are going to come through. We've just got to get through this this at the present moment. And it, it was five years later, we, we moved on. And it wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't a gimmick. They all deserved to play. I, yes, we did have injuries. We're coming to the end of the season. Uh, yes, we did have uh, cup semi-finals. Yes, we did have a European Cup final, but it, it, it was a, a necessity to do and to put them out in eleven hours. When we going down to Fulham and doing it, I think we only lost one nil. I think we lost in the last ten minutes. Yeah. The kids did unbelievably well because Fulham were a damn good side, and I just thought, you know, we've we've. We've more or less, apart from winning that European trophy, which would have been fantastic, we've more or less achieved everything which, from the day one, sat with Steve and, and saying, this is what we want to do, stay in the Premier League, <laughs> uh, win a trophy, get into Europe, uh, get the kids through and, uh, and get in, into that community and bring the football club closer. And I think we achieved all of that. It's yes. massive though, Dave, isn't it? We talk about insights of... Um... Steve, we've been talking currently about uh, about plans for next season, plans for this season. Obviously, you don't want to just write the season off as a what, what's going on. But but listening to to what the plans were when you took over, it's it's it'd be interesting to see what the remit is. Obviously, currently, you know that yeah. that we've obviously got 
uh, an academy still. We've got a good academy. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, experienced players, probably not as experienced as probably Steve had when he came, and we haven't got as big squad. Um, so there's not as many decisions to make, but it'd be so interesting to understand from a fan's point of view of what the remit really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that yeah. I think that's so important to get that, and so important to share that. And I think that that was the mo that, you know that was why I joined Middlesbrough and, and, and because of Steve's talk that we had, and he just laid out the vision and and you bought into the vision straight away, and I think you know we 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 tried to spread that amongst the community so everybody knew that so everybody knew the realities of what was expected, and and yes, there was added pressure, and you know especially when results didn't go well and. You know, we got a couple of good ones, and I, I remember that FA Cup tie where you scored that great goal. Uh, I remember that so well against Manchester United. Yeah. You know, so we had we had good days and we had some really bad days as well. Mm. And it, it, you've just got a vision like that just to cling on to, to hang on to. It, it it's so much better, and, I, and I'm positive. You know, Steve stayed with the club; he's invested in the club. Uh, Michael Carrick, fantastic fantastic player character and a great coach everybody here at Manchester United talks so highly of, of Michael Carrick you can see that in the way that the team are playing when he first came in and um, at certain spells this season you've got the right man you've got the right owner um, you need to build uh, the academy which he always wanted to do and doing and you have to make sure that you know that the vision Everybody knows it. That's the town, the community, everybody. And then everybody can buy into that, whatever that vision is. And I'm positive with Steve, knowing the championship, um, as you do very well, that, you know, any, you, Middlesbrough was so close last season to doing it. Yeah. So close. Yeah. And, and they can do it again. And that's, I'm positive that's what Steve wants. He wants to see Middlesbrough. Back in the Premier League again, and you think you think all the constituent parts are just about there. It's just a case of getting them in place, adding one or two. But you know, Borough's got a good chance to to then take that big step forward. I think. I, I, look, you, <laughs> to to win, and this is the first thing that that I, I I talked about going to Middlesbrough and building in the first five years what we had. And then what we ended, we ended with, look, we ended with macaroni, uh, Hasselback, <laughs> Biduka, Yakubu. Amazing. I mean, you only win football matches when you've got strikers of that calibre. Yeah. And, and you know, Middlesbrough had that last season, they were scoring goals. And they've struggled to do that. So you're only one or two little nuggets away from actually becoming a team that... He, he, you know, I've watched him playing. He's, you know, I watched that Chelsea game. He did great at home. He's so organised, so disciplined. Got everybody on the same page. They're all working. They've all got character. It's just the missing link. It's just that missing thing. And I always said to Steve, you know, and after we won the cup, the the cup, I said we're going into Europe. We need a better calibre of strikers because they make the difference. We had everything else in place. We just needed a better calibre of striker. And Millsborough, not that far, far away, just need, everybody needs, to go up in the championship, that striker who can score 20-plus goals. And we spoke to Dave, haven't we? We spoke about the importance of that centre-forward, Steve. Um, you know what I mean? You, 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 listen, you, you work with some 
unbelievable centre forwards currently. Uh, the ones at the top of the championship, uh, the teams who were winning games right up there, the ones who were scoring goals. You know what I mean? Look at Leeds the other night against Chelsea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Joseph, two goals. You know what I mean? Is it for a young player? You know, we don't have that currently. That player who's going to get those 15, yeah. 20 goals, and that's the difference between making yeah. the playoffs, making the top two. Yeah. Not not chasing down the bottom of the league, and I, I, it's just it's it's imperative that we get that right in the next window, which is obviously going to be the end of the season now. Um, and yeah. hopefully, then, like Steve says, it will it will make a difference because the names that you've just reeled off, Steve, there, just I think every Middlesbrough fan who's currently listening to this radio station now and, and watching it on <coughs> Facebook Live, watching it on YouTube, will have just grinned like we just have because those names you just read out there are absolutely <laughs> outrageous. And I think sometimes you forget, don't you, that I think I was very lucky that when I played. Um, there was the Boxiches, the Ravinellis, you know, yeah, Mikel yeah. Becks, Hamilton Rickards. But then wow, they went. You had them as well. And listen, you they were the top they ones were, as well. They were they were world class. But then they replaced world class with world class. You know what I mean? Normally, it's you, you leave the world class and you 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 trade it in for a lesser model. You didn't do that, did you? You went for you went for like like for <laughs> like on, if not better. Hang on, hang on. But but also behind them you had Mendieta, yeah. Zenden, yeah. Boateng. Yeah, and, and and not forget by the way, Joseph Job who scored, who scored yeah. one of the goals in the in the in the, in the Carling Cup final. So we, you know what I mean. We, we and Malcolm Christie who, who helped us, and Michael Ricketts who helped. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. I, I'm talking, yeah. I'm talking international footballers for England, not international yeah. sides as well. So it's it's well, World Cup winners. The, the numbers, the, yeah, the, yeah. the numbers of Steve talks about the, the squad levels uh, carrying too many players. I've just named eight centre forwards. We're currently <laughs> we're currently scraping around right now in 20, 2024 with no centre forward. And Steve's, Steve's greedy with eight. I've got to ask you, Steve, how special were those days? You know, yeah, from, I, I from your perspective, from your career perspective. I don't think we realised how special they were until, you know, obviously now when you reflect back and you think of the, them, them days. But... You know, Andy, you'll know. Yeah. You know, being a manager of any football club is a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. But Steve, and, I don't and, think though. I don't think you realise until you probably do leave those moments. You know, you, you, the, the names. Yeah. The names are all talking now. You know what I mean? They were. They weren't just good footballers. They were nice people. You know what I mean? And genuine people who who were so professional. You know, like that. That that the time that that Gareth came in and Hugo came in and and I didn't realise how special those kind of people were until you seen them on the training ground and they handled themselves in a hotel how they spoke to people around the place you know they were proper men proper people and people you look up to and it wasn't they weren't characters they were just they wanted to be the best version of themselves and you you take those parts of yourself and and try to implement them it's, as a young player you know and try to copy and emulate that as you go down the line of your career or, or around the place and you know everyone copies each other or trying to take the best bits and they were just genuinely nice nice people yeah, they were great characters. I mean, Southgate was the most important signing right at the beginning, and um, and then bringing Janino back, and then obviously winning the winning the cup, and, and Steve did great. You know, he, he got Joseph job back after sending him out on loan somewhere, I think in France, and he came back, and and he was a hero in the cup final. Um, but then get the cup final, and, and and the hardest decision I ever made, and one of the hardest ever in football was. Was obviously letting Janino go, and and I just said, you know, we 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 just needed something different to go into Europe, and uh, and Steve went out and got Hasselbank and <laughs> and Viduka, and then and then the next year Yakubu, and uh, and Macaroni we already had who was developing, and it, it was great. But I tell you something, managing them four was the hardest thing, <laughs> and one of the hardest. Uh, jobs about you know even now 
I still look back and go, the times I had to drop Jimmy or, or leave Viduka out of the team or put Yakubu on the wing when he wanted to be centre-forward. You know, Andy, yeah. <laughs> Players hate that. Uh-huh. How, how, did, how, did a, how did a player of that stature handle those kind of moments or conversations? Because, you know, we, we, like, listen, you, you see rotation now, rotation now in 2024, players expect it, um, it's accepted. I don't think it was accepted probably back in the day, um, 20 years ago especially, that, that people didn't see it as being rested or rotated. It was, it was probably, the, probably <laughs> you get the curly finger and you get dropped it, it, effectively. That's what it sounded like or came across as. It was never a, the word rotation was never used. No, we were lucky because we, as you know, you know, we wanted to establish ourselves in the in the league, but we wanted to be a cup team, and yeah. we were we were a very good cup team. You know, even when I think about the fifth year we were there, we got into an FA Cup semi final before we played um, in in the European Cup final. So we always we always were were having three games a week. And it was great, not much training and playing games and plays like that, but I couldn't play every one of them. So it did help that we had three games and, and I'd always, you know, Jimmy come in, you're not playing, you know. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest breakthrough for me with that year was, you know, I wanted to play one striker and, 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 and a number 10. I loved a nine and I loved a number 10 uh, as I got with Job and and um, and, uh, and Janino. And I had with uh, Carbone and Boxic in the first couple of years, um, but having that calibre of striker made forced me into playing um, two of them, um, and especially in Europe where nobody can handle Hasselbank or Biduka. And then we had Yakubu to come on, and nobody could handle them. So the quality that we had, and and there weren't rotations, but it was tough leaving them out, but. I tell you something. When they played angry, <laughs> which they did, <laughs> <laughs> were very, very good. They were very good on the pitch, and they took it out on you behind uh, in, the, oh, in the background. It was murder, and it was murder, murder, Golly. murder. We did ask, uh, we did ask the fans if they had a, a couple of comments. Uh, uh, funnily enough, Leslie Coates came in first and said, "Hey, Steve, you're still living in your arm. I think you've moved away now, haven't you?" Just yeah, yeah. I mean, we loved Yarm honestly that much. I think it was about twenty over twenty years we lived there. Um, you know, we had three boys. Loved Yarm School. Uh, loved the area. Um, safe community. I felt safe there. And and you know, we the, the family just did not want to move out of Yarm. And it was only when the kids have left, and um, when we just wanted to try something different and. Yeah, we'd not moved far away. We're only 45 minutes away down in uh, Boston Spa near Weatherby. So we still go back. One of our sons is still there and we've still got friends. So Yarm will always be um, a great um, a, a great home for us and a great place to go back to. I thought it was because I moved into Yarm. That's why you moved out. Yeah. Um, you Mark- were always there, David. You were always <laughs> helped us out. Come on. Uh, Mark Wedder's been on. He said, Steve McLaren, thanks for the League Cup. And the fantastic run in Europe. Uh, also, thanks for doing a job on Newcastle. Football fans, Steve, they, you, you just can't change them, can you? Um, Patrick says, Steve, thanks for winning the cup for us and being a great manager. Thank you. And Lee Morris says, can you ask Steve if there's anything he regrets from his time at Borough? Any regrets anywhere? Um, I, 
Uh, lots every week. <laughs> <laughs> lots. Should have played him. Should have played him. Should have done this. Should have done that. Andy, you'll know making decisions. Yeah. And that's the difference in management. You're making a thousand decisions a day, and you at the end of the day you reflect and you go, "Oh my God!" I'd... And I always remember uh, Alex Ferguson. One bit of advice he gave me. He said, "Steve." If you get seven out of ten decisions right, you've been a damn good manager. And I thought that's absolutely right. When we want to be everything and perfect, there are three that you will get wrong. And that's been a manager of his calibre. Yeah. So you get halfway, you like that. So lots, lots of of regrets. But in the end, everything kind of turned out. And as I say, you know, one of the hardest decisions for me was, was you know, was one seeing Janino's face when finally won a trophy and two his face when I had to say that's it uh, you come back you've done your job you've won the trophy uh, but we're moving on um, you know, they were two hardest moments of, uh, of my life Cracking well I appreciate your time Steve um, Pleasure Anything Andy before we No uh... Steve I really appreciate your time it's for every Middlesbrough fan who um, listen, we're all huge, huge supporters. You know the Northeast what it's like hotbed for football, and um, that yeah. moment it will go down in history. It'll never be forgotten because it's the first trophy we've won. Hopefully, it's not the last, um, and someone else can carry on that legacy. Uh, but no, really appreciate your time. Brilliant, Brilliant. thanks, Andy. Thanks, and I tell you what, Steve. Next time we're up in Yarm, we'll have you in the studio, and we'll do the Steve McLaren phone. We'll do that. Okay, brilliant we'll stuff. That. Cam's Red Army, right here on the Red. This is the.